This is episode 102. My name is Justin Peach. Hey, I'm Chris. And this is the Bible Buffoons Podcast. Howdy, friend, friends, listeners, neighbors, and relatives. <laughs> That's all who listens is <laughs> friends. neighbors, friends, neighbors, and relatives. Yeah. We're uh, glad we could check in with you once yes. again. Hello, peoples. Um, yeah, what's up? No, nothing much. Um, one thing that I, it's kind of, I think this happened since the last time we podcasted, but last week, uh, went over and, uh, visited my family over in Mississippi. Yeah. And what's funny is they listen to the podcast and, but I don't see them super often. Yeah. And so whenever we get together, they have like tons of questions about really? things that we have podcasted about. And it's fun to kind of like dig into it with them. It's like this podcast has been a vehicle for some fun theological conversations with my family. Well, if you're like me, when that happens, I have somebody goes, Hey, I liked an episode 98. And I'm like, I don't remember 98. What did I say? I, well, yeah. <laughs> what part did you like about that? Maybe I'll remember it. Like <laughs> teaching youth in classes every week, multiple times, and then doing this every week. I'm like, I don't remember y'all. There's, there's a lot of stuff kicking around up there. There's a lot of stuff happening, uh, but glad uh, to be back with you. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now off the bat. I think this episode, if I had to rate it, I'm going to put it at maybe a six out of 10. Okay. That's low. Okay. My brain's working at like 45% today. He's, he's having a full week. We had beach trip blast with the students and other churches Friday to Monday yesterday. It's all sounds fun. You're all going to listen to this and go, Oh, poor Justin. <laughs> uh, we, uh, floated uh, 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 the Cahaba yesterday, like a two-hour float, hour drive there and back. Family stuff. I'm just like, man, I can hear it. My voice isn't always isn't quite there. I He's dragging, coffee. but I'll be I'll I'll be hype. We're talking about the Bible. Oh, it's exciting. Let's go. We're gonna hit some low-hanging fruit here. Yeah, guys, we're not gonna get super deep. You're like, hey, what are we gonna get into? It's Paul. We're gonna Paul, get, we're, gonna, we're gonna get into Philippians. We can talk about that all day long. We, yep, it's it's one and of we our, will probably for the next few weeks. Yeah, we got a got a couple here. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about this forever. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna jump into that a little bit and have some fun. We have no new. We 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 you know we had Costa Rica. We haven't had any new this week. Um, I don't even know what our numbers were. I haven't even had a chance to look. I just looked right before the see if we had any new countries or states. We don't. Fair to Midland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also numbers don't dictate what we do. So like, I'm going to look at it. Like we're going to do it regardless. Not in the slightest. <laughs> no. Yeah. Clearly you can tell. Uh, getting that. But happy to be back. Happy to be back on a Wednesday morning mm -hmm. in the office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Getting there. I'm waiting for my interns to show up. Yep. They just got here. They got things to do. Uh, the last week. Trying to trying to get, get that last little bit before they It's always gone. hard. So I have interns. I have two interns, a male and a female. They've been great. Barton Irwin and Heidi LaCroix. Shout out. Uh, they've been great. Been here about 10 weeks. And before the summer, I'm like, ooh, I got interns. Their, their primary job is to spend time with our students, be great influences on them, gain you know relationships, be the things I can be, especially with the family. Yeah. I can't like go to Waffle House every night. I can't, hey, let's go to movies. All, like, I got things to do. Right. I got diapers to change. 
but they can. Yep. So they're here to be extra hands and feet of mind of just hang out with students. And they have knocked it out of the park. So incredible. But at the beginning of the year, I'm like, what, what projects? Like, ooh, that closet needs to be cleaned out, <laughs> stuff thrown away. Ooh, I need this closet cleaned up. I need this done. I need them to do. And then it gets to like Sunday's our last day and they haven't done any of that because <laughs> we just haven't had time. Yeah. Uh, so I wish I had more time for them to do things. But to do that menial task that I just don't want to do the other, you know, 42 weeks out of the year. Year-round interns. I would like that. <laughs> I would like that. I don't, we don't need it, mm-hmm. but I would like it for those things. But um, but cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, how's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. Nice been good? Nice to be back to normal. Uh, been doing you know some summer travel, that kind of thing. Some shorter weeks. Yeah. Um, and like, I guess, any other job, you still have the same amount of stuff to do. You just have less time in which to do it. So <laughs> I'm glad to have like a regular normal week. Um, like I can't wait for September. Yeah. That's when, cause we still have like, we, we have another month till we go on our family vacation. Yeah. Late August is our week at the beach with our family. Uh, and then like, I guess tomorrow we learn the teachers. Yeah. It's a big day. Jack starts, uh, um, kindergarten soon. We got all that kind of coming up. So our, Every year, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for August. It's going to be slower, and it's not. It's a total. Usually, it, September, October, it starts to kind of slow down. Yeah. Just, uh, but you're right. Family things and all that stuff. We we are, you know, driving towards the end of the summer here. Looking forward to the start of school. Our kids love school. We like the rhythm and the routine of yeah. that. So, it's you know, it's all seasonal. We enjoy the summer too. It's yeah. Just, oh no. I've em- had embracing a great embracing the whole thing. It's know. just we're hitting the ten week mark of the summer, and you I kind of start dragging a little I bit. Feel it, but you know, it's all good. It's yeah. all good, and we know you guys are the same way, listening and uh, traveling, and and hopefully making memories with your family. And That's right. Being silly and pool time or backyard hanging outs and soaking it up. What I'm most excited about is to get back to our Taco Tuesdays. We've missed it. Like almost 10 weeks. Like we haven't done it all summer. Yep, pretty much. So I'm looking forward to our Taco Tuesdays again. Our family getting back together. Yep. Hanging out. Are you guys coming over to the house about four o'clock and just sitting out and we sit in the driveway and it's it's precious time. Just be precious n- moments. Just be neighbors. Precious <laughs> moments. Hello. Uh oh. That's the interns working. Have you heard that noise? Way to go, guys. They're working. They're getting things done. They're moving. They're shaking. Um <laughs> Getting all those things done. So, yeah, hopefully you guys have had a great summer and getting ready for the new season. Um, so let's jump in here. We have, Again, we have no new updates or whatnots uh, for that. Oh, we also – oh, we're going to talk about – I do have something to talk about. Friday. So you, you guys listen to this on Thursday maybe when it comes out. Friday, we have a thing called Mancation. We have like a guy's retreat and a girl's retreat. The call retreat is basically six hours. Yeah. Uh, girls night out mancation. It's kind of our final thing with our students and our interns for the summer. We always for mancation, even before I came, like I didn't plan this. This was already planned. And this is something that they said, please don't take off the calendar. Yeah. We go, the dudes, we go play paintball. Uh huh. And then we come back to the building and we grill out steaks or meats, steak prices, various are, assorted or, or meats. a little high. So yeah. we don't know what kind of steaks we're getting. We may be getting janky. <laughs> Flap steaks, whatever it's called, it, like the, the top round, like yeah. the, like the bottom of the steak order. But we get that with the teens; it's fine. Well, 
we just started man church. That's at, right. At our, at our church, like a men's men's ministry. And I'm really excited this year that you have you know started that. Mm-hmm. We're getting the older guys yeah. to join in with us. So we're going to talk about it. Okay. And we're going to talk about it again next week. Yes. Y'all are coming to play paintball with us. I'm going to get shot. When's the lot. last time you played paintball? The last time I came to Mancation. And that was three years ago. Three, or so, three right? years ago, maybe maybe more. Maybe it was, more. Daniel Presley was a senior, so however long he ago graduated that was. college. Yeah, so probably four years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, so it's yeah. been a while, right? Yeah. So yeah, so it's been a while. Uh, and I was terrible at it then, and I'll probably be terrible at it again. We got a group of like five guys coming. Seven. We've got two more. Oh, but not all of them are paintball. Yeah, not all yeah, paintball. Right. We got yeah. about five guys that come play paintball. Uh, so we'll talk about it and see how we fare. Uh, I'm just next too, week. I'm just too big. There's nowhere for me to really hide. And they're like, crouch down. You're like, I ain't crouching. This, but <laughs> if I get on the ground, I'm not getting up. And right. if I'm, if I'm get, it's not quick. Yeah. <laughs> like if I down, I'm staying down the whole game. That's right. And I always wear, I'm, I'm a sissy y'all. I'll, I'll talk a big game. I'll try to be manly man church, man cation. Mm-hmm. I wear like a hoodie. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm almost like, can I get like, can I wear two hoodies? Can I wear a chest protector, like a baseball, <laughs> like catcher's gear there you go. out here? Cause I don't want to get hit. And our boys will be like shirts off yes. shorts. They like love the they pain. They don't care. They're dumb. What's wrong with them? They got soft brains. We have, they're not fully formed. We yet. got developed brains. I don't want to get hit uh-uh. with no paintballs. No, they hurt. y'all. Yeah, they bruise. They do. <laughs> In the in, in like the last game, they always uh, take the shirts off, and they go. There's no teams; it's every man for themselves, and it's till the bullets run out. Oh my god! And goodness. they just shoot each other, and they're like, "Peach, I'm like, oh, I gave my bullets to so and so, so he could play." <laughs> I'm like, guys, I'm all about making memories. I'll I will take y'all's picture. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Go get it, youngins. That's it. But I'll I'm excited to see how we fare because you know they're going to be like. Old versus young. Oh, 100%. There's right. definitely going to at least be one of those. Where it's like, hey, old guys versus young guys. I think we're going to win. You know what's you know what's really interesting is you. every year I try to pick out like, oh, these are kind of like the dudes that are going to be awesome at it. Yeah. And it's always the kids you don't think that are great yeah. that are like, they've been playing video games for a very long they're, time. They're thinkers. They're thinkers and yeah. they're smart and they get you. Yeah. And they get you with it. They hit you with the molten hot lava of strategy. Yes. <laughs> and then you are surrounded. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to have the intergenerational mix and kind of jump in there. For sure. Get that. Well, if you're listening and you want to pull out your Bibles, you can go to Philippians. If you're driving, please don't do that. <laughs> don't worry. We will read the We'll scriptures. do some reading. Do that. Um, we have kind of done this series with our students. Um which I could do this for another like five weeks, which I think we may do about three or so in this. We'll see how it goes on finding your purpose and specifically in the book of Philippians. Yeah. Um, which I would argue, I won't argue. I, there, there are different ways to read the Bible. Okay. I think this is off the top of my dome right now, but I think when we read the Bible, we can go into it searching for something for a different things. Mm-hmm. I think one, we search it just to see the magnitude of God and to learn about God and about his love and his grace and his mercy and things to like build you up and things for encouragement and just to kind of read those and go, Oh man, we serve an awesome God. Um, and then I think there's another way to read it. And well, and there's some that read it for, I want knowledge. Mm-hmm. I want to read like, there's some OT scholars and people here at church where they could tell you everything about the OT. They know 
exactly where the cities were and where this was. And it's like, Oh, that that's cool too. That's a whole nother area to read it. And then for me with my students, I'm in the, Hey, read it to learn how awesome our God is, but also let's read it to learn how should we live? Mm. Cause this book also should teach you how to live. Um, and so finding your purpose, yeah. I think that you can read a lot of the new Testament and it will help you with guidance for your life. Mm. What should I do with my life? How should I live? Um, you know, you can, you can read Hebrews in that and you can read, uh, James is really good about that. Um, you can read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Jesus for sure teaches a lot about your life and how you should live. And so those are the kind of the kind of camps that I think when reading the Bible, would you add any of that to those? I think those are the three, maybe big ones. There's probably yeah, 17 mean, more that I'm missing. We're all looking for purpose in our lives, whether yeah. you follow Jesus or not. Um, and there, every, every, everything is competing to, try to tell you what your purpose in life is. Uh, I mean, media and, the, yeah. and news and... And in, in our culture, it seems like the driving force, and this is going to be a big word, but I'll tell you what I mean. It's the driving force seems to be the sort of self-actualization. It's like f- discovering the most you version of you is <laughs> is the purpose of your life, right? Is is everyone is the most unique right individual and you you be you and you right? Is that what you're kind of thinking? Yeah, yeah. So so whoever you think you are, dig deep into that and, yeah. and that's your path, right? Yeah. But I think what sets us apart as followers of Jesus is that we have we have this book which is just full of stories about people who were trying to follow Jesus, stories about Jesus himself mm-hmm. that give us this whole different outlook on on life. And we don't have to go looking for our purpose. Our purpose is given to us in yes. Christ, through Christ, through scripture. Um, and so you're still going to fight those competing opinions about well, who you are and what you're supposed to well, be. Well, and I think that self, would you say self-actualization? Actualization. I'm bad with words this morning. We just spent minutes trying, you know, for me to learn a new word this morning (laughs) in Uh, Denver. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that is true. You know, especially when I say the teenagers, when they are in the deal of, when they're in the uh, middle of adolescence, that's the number one question is who am I? Who am I? Yeah. And so we all try to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But I, I think we've, we try to find that in the lane of the purpose that God gives us. Yeah. It's not its own lane. It's not separate. It's who am I, uh, uh, in the life, in, in the environment and the uniqueness that God made me. Right. But that's still in the same lane of what does this book say? Yeah. And so it's, it's like merging the two, but I think they want to separate them. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's all one. Yeah. You, you are beautifully, uniquely and wonderfully made to be you. Yeah. But what does the lens of following Mm -hmm. Jesus mean in your life? And that's, that's where you find your purpose, how that purpose is expressed is totally unique to you. And that's beautiful and wonderful. And what makes the church, what it is, uh, we're not talking about uniformity, uniqueness Mm. and diversity and all those things are beautiful and a part of God's kingdom but we all have the same guiding principle. We have the same goal yeah, and that's to yeah, be more like yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Right. So I, so I tell my teens, um, and I tell anybody this, it, it is, 
we all have the same purpose, mm. but it may uh, uh, look different. Yeah. Right. Which is which is just what we're saying. Yeah. Like we have the same purpose is to love God, love others, be more Christ-like every single day. Uh, but that's going to look different from me and you, and for from sure. Other people. Yep. Um, and how that plays out. So we're going to look at though the Book of Philippians the next few weeks and look at what does Paul say. What does Paul say? This is your purpose, mm. uh, um, as it is to the bigger body of being more like Jesus. Right. Right. And how does Paul wrestle with that there? So Philippians, I think you might have some background as you typically do. And if not, we can figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, w- mostly agreed written around 61 AD. Um, Paul's in prison. Um, 30 so years after Jesus. Right. He's, he's in prison. Um, and Paul, Paul, Paul never, well, that can go back and forth, but Paul never walked with Jesus. Right. Paul was not one of the 12, which, which a lot of people think since Paul wrote a lot of under Testament, he was one of the 12. Yeah. Paul was there. Paul wasn't there. Right. Now he did meet Jesus, mm-hmm. but that was a life changing one off type deal. Um, but yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, and pretty cool for us in that we can relate to Paul in yeah, that absolutely. way. We, we have had an experience of the risen living Jesus, but we didn't get to hug him and fist <laughs> yeah. bump him and eat fish with him by the sea. Right. Yeah. So Paul kind of has that unique experience of someone, um, who is, um, trying to follow Jesus in his own way. Um, but did not have that close personal physical, like actual real life, uh, relationship with Jesus. So yeah. That's good. Uh, Philippians, beautiful book. Um, short book, um, yeah. but it's kind of widely book. I mean, it's a letter. Letter. Um, widely kind of agreed as his most joyful, um, kind of like expressive. He's just really pouring out love on this group of people um, that he's he feels this tight bond with. Well, and he, so he's in prison in Ephesus, mm-hmm. writing to the church at Philippi. Mm-hmm. Um, in most of Paul's writings, he writes them, to uh, uh, there's usually an issue at the church. Correction, yeah. Corinth, he's like, hey, here's these issues. Here's how to fix them. Here's here's the path you should go. And that's a lot of his letters. But this letter is a little bit different. Right. He, right, it's just more joyous. It's this big encouragement. Right. He's just encouraging them, like, you got this. Yeah. Here's your path. Here's the path going forward. Um, you got this. And I love that. So this is 30 years after Jesus. Um, the church, 30 years after Jesus, needed help, mm. needed encouragement. Do you not think a church 2,000 yeah. plus years after Jesus needs encouragement? Yeah, we good. do. Yep. Right? We still need the same encouragement. So it's not like, oh, it's this old book to this old church. No, it's alive today. And that's why we can read this and go, oh, this is great stuff. This is rich material yeah. here. And, that. and it, uh, it, there's just this like theme of peace mm-hmm. uh, in this book. Even in this first chapter, he's talking about, he's like, there's people out there preaching Christ. Some of them are doing it from good <laughs> motives. Some of them are doing bad, doing it out of selfish motives. But he's like, it's fine. Like as long as as <laughs> the gospel is proclaimed, as long as Jesus is is shared with people, he's like, whether they do it for good reasons or bad reasons, Christ is being is lifted up. And it's just like you know, he's kind of like just joyful. He 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 feels confident in this group at Philippi. And he wants to write to encourage them, to spur them on, to keep going, keep yeah. going in their faith. Um, and that's great. I love this book. That's huge. Um, so if you're trying to figure out, and, and it doesn't matter how old you are, 
you are, you will ask this question multiple times in your life. Again, like what is my purpose here? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're 50 years old, if you're 60, if you're 20, it doesn't matter. You're still trying to figure out in this season of my life, what is my purpose? Um, what am I trying to do? Um, and I found this quote, I don't know who it's by, but it says the question we ask is not what is our purpose as if we can look inside ourselves to find that answer, but rather we look to the scriptures to find God's purpose for all of us as laid out in Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Uh, now you can do this for all the Bible, but this was specifically about, you know, this letter, Yeah. but we try to find your purpose instead of like digging down deep and just spending a lot of time of making boards and notes and charts about, okay, my life, if I do this and what's my purpose and this is how I get to the next level and all that stuff. He says, look, go to scripture and then you're going to find your purpose. Yeah. And then we are specifically, you know, we'll look in the book of Philippians. Yeah. I think um, sometimes yeah. we do that backwards. We, yes. we try to identify our purpose and then find that in scripture, but in spending time with this book and letting it speak back into your yeah. life, your purpose is going to become clear and then you can live into that. The avenue of, again, what you do that may look right, will look very unique to you, but the purpose is still rooted and grounded and, and uh, a deep foundation yeah. of what it should be. And then, and then you build your life structure on top of that. Yeah, that's right. But you still have that foundation there. So this is probably one of Paul's uh, uh, most famous quotes mm. or verses in it uh, and probably all of his writings. Um, this is the one that kind of really challenged people. Yeah. Uh, back then, and really for us today, like you read this today and you go, I don't know if I fully agree with this, Paul. <laughs> um, but if you go to Philippians 1, you don't have to go far. Uh, and we'll read about 19, 18, 19 through 24 um, in there, right there. So uh, at the end of 18, it says, Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that. Through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. Remember, again, he is in prison writing this, and he's not like, hey, a cool prison, right? <laughs> like, they weren't great prisons back then. Um, will turn out for my deliverance, verse 20, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. Verse 23, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Here, um, I guess we can keep going. Verse 25, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Jesus Christ because of my coming to you again. So Paul's saying, I am struggling with what my true purpose is. Mm. And he says, but the two paths that I pick are really good, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? He says, if I to live, great. That means I get to preach Jesus more. I get to convert more. That means that I get to spur on the word and the life of Jesus more. And he goes, but if I was to die, cool. I get to be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, that's great too. And he goes, I am torn between these two decisions of, and again, he's in prison. He's like, I may die tomorrow. Yeah. And he's like, sweet. He's like, but I may get out of here. And he's like, cool. 
because I still get to live for Jesus every day too. Yeah. Um, that's that's hard for us. Yeah. Right. That's hard for us to grasp that that peace that He has with death and with life. Like He is secure in who He is. He's secure in who Jesus is, and He's secure in what His purpose is. Yeah. Right. He's like, no matter what happens. I know that my eyes are fixed on Jesus yeah. no matter what. Yeah, the the faith being expressed here is pretty pretty profound and and something that we can learn from. If you read the language and if you look look at how this was written, what Paul is saying is that he wants to die. He says I would rather die. Like that's the he's like I really want to die. This the 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 word where the, where he says I desire to be with Christ. That's like a deep, deep, deep longing. So that's what he wants here. But he's saying, my, my fate is in your hands, Father. Yeah. And whether I, I die tomorrow or die right after I finish this letter and go and be with Christ, I'll rejoice and, and my, my race is run and, and I can rest in his peace. Or, and this is interesting too, he assumes that if he goes on living, his life will be fruitful. Yeah, yeah, that's a big part. That's right? an assumption yeah. that if he lives, his life will continue to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. And that's a question for us. Do we assume that our life is going to oh. be fruitful? Or are we just kind of skating by? And if God happens to do something through us or in our lives, great. Paul here is saying, if I die Thank God I get to go and, and be with Jesus forever. But if I live, I know that God will continue to produce good fruit for the kingdom in my life. And it seems like, yes, he has that desire to be with Jesus, but it also seems like he has a joy for serving right. like Jesus. Like, hey, my purpose in life is to share this message and to share the life of Jesus with everybody. And I'll be fruitful in that because that's, that's what I'm doing. And so, um, for our purpose and and for us reading this, I think we get like, yes, I want to be with Jesus, but not I don't want to die to death. I got and it's really hard for us, right? I got kids, I want to see them grow up. Yeah. There's more things in my life that I want to do. And Paul says that. There's more things that I have in my life to do. But when we say that, it is well, I've never been to Hawaii. I'm gonna travel. <laughs> or I want to see my kids get married and grow up and go to college and go to school and I want to see those things. He is so, he is so uh, uh, connected to God and the spirit where he's saying, yeah, if I die, great. Yeah. Like, like, do you, and that's a hard question. Do you love Jesus enough to say, I am secure if I die, knowing that, yes, I'm not going to have this earthly, what we think is the best life um, with your family and with your travel and with the things you want to do. He's like, that's, that's nothing compared to being with Jesus. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that even, even most followers of Jesus and I didn't, I didn't, I heard, I've heard people talk about this. This isn't like original to me, but, uh, we are mostly ambivalent about resurrection. Okay. And, and we believe in it. Um, we say we look forward to it. But our lives are really shaped in a way that we don't act like that's something that we're looking forward to. And I think one day we can we can do an episode on that. 
Um, and because uh, really we just don't talk about it a lot. I think it makes people uncomfortable um, to talk about those things because they're very mysterious, um, like we've talked yeah. about before. Um, but I think if we really understood what is to come, um, we would have a lot more peace and a lot more excitement and a lot more joy about what's going to come after all this. This is just a blip um, in yeah. the span of eternity, right? The things that came before and the mm -hmm. eternity that will come after. Um, and we should be excited about it. Yeah. We're, we're just so, I feel like our roots are not rooted in, in, in the resurrection. It is rooted in worldly things of here. Like, right. no, I'm going to, I'm going to miss out on. And what we don't know is that the joy of your family and your kids and your life and your travel and your friendships and, and the adventures you have here on earth are awesome. And God also gave you those, but yeah. he's like, I got something that's infinity times better. Yeah. And that's spending eternity with me. Right. And we're like, Ooh, that's just hard to wrestle with. And, and I think we see that in scripture as well. Like that's, that's not an easy thing because we do have love yeah. and we do have those things here on earth. But Paul as a bigger deal says, this is your purpose. Yeah. Whatever it is, it needs to be Jesus. Mm -hmm. It needs to be him. Um, to just put our, 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 our minds towards that. But Hebrews 12, two, um, uh, uh, or we can go even to one, two. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin, which clings so closely and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us to looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross a despising shame uh, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And it says, are you looking? Mm. Is your desire Jesus? And that's it. Uh, and if you love those things here on earth, your, your, your trips, your vacation, your work, your friendships, your family, uh, those things here, it's like, great. But those should be in the vision of Jesus. Mm. Like, like you should be excited to, uh, say, how can I input Jesus into my friends, into my family, into my life? Um, and so the purpose is not just, well, we just say no to our family and everything, <laughs> right? And say, no, I'm guys, I'm just gonna sit here and read my Bible the whole time. Yeah. You say, no, your joy should be, how do you put Jesus into that? Yeah. How do you put his love in into everything you do? And so if you're like, if I'm here on earth, great, I get to do that. Yeah. I get to uh, put you know Jesus in everything I do. But if I die, I get to be with him. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's secure as well. Yeah. Uh, you can trust Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jesus yeah. Jesus wants your family to have peace. Mm -hmm. Jesus wants you to be a good dad, a good mom. Yeah. Jesus wants you to be a good husband, a good wife. Friend, neighbor. Jesus wants you to be a good neighbor, a good employee, a good employer. Um, and where Jesus goes, things get better. You yeah. know, I think some people have this sort of weird kind of fear that like, well, what if I really say yes to this Jesus thing and, and Jesus calls me away from my family? I just don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think it works like that. You know, like Jesus wants to be a part of your family with you. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's that. I don't know if we talked about it. We probably have a long time ago, but, um, in Ezekiel, you know, he has these dreams and these visions and he's there with, 
um, what I call the measuring man. I think it's Ezekiel 47. Uh, well, there's a lot of that in there. But it talks about this vision of the temple uh, um, being rebuilt and this stream of water going out from the temple. And it's going out west, I believe. Uh, and it starts off as like ankle deep, the knee deep. Then it goes uh, um, waist deep. Then it's a raging river that nobody can cross. And it goes into the Dead Sea. And it talks about when Jesus comes that that like river is so strong that it makes the Dead Sea fresh again. Mm -hmm. That everything around it grows. Yeah. That everything around it is more fruitful because of that. Yeah. And we tend to think that, well, if I pick Jesus, then something has to suffer. Right. And it's no. Jesus says, join me in that river and everything is going to be alive again. Uh, and so you put him into a dead relationship. You put him into your family. You put him into this. It's only going to make it better. All right. You're preaching now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's right? good. I mean, that's exactly yes. it. Like you holding him away from those things is not protecting them. No. Uh, it may be protecting some selfish desires oh, that you have absolutely. or or your desire to be the boss of everything. But man, if you let that rushing river of God's love through mm -hmm, Christ mm -hmm. flow into your relationships, flow into your family, like it's going to blossom. It's going to grow. It's going to become healthy. Yeah. And, and so, you know, one of the bigger questions I think Paul shows us here is what do you desire? Mm -hmm. He desires to be with Jesus. But he also desires to be fruitful for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so what is your desire? And then that's in, that's a you and God deal, mm -hmm. right? For you have to think about it and sit down and reflect. Is it the new promotion? Is it the, a beach house? Is mm -hmm. it whatever it may be? If you're like, Oh, I'm, if I work hard enough, if I do this, if I do that, if you desire a perfect family, if you desire, I want this and all these things, um, desire Christ first. Mm -hmm. And that river, well, it, well, it'll change it. This is not a prosperity gospel. If you desire Jesus, then you're going to get that lake house. Yeah. If you desire Jesus, you're going to get the new promotion, right? That's not it. Your desires and the peace that you have will change. Yeah. When you don't get those things, you're like, oh, I didn't matter anyways. And, w and we know this, and I've been the same way. Oh, man, I'd love a new phone. I'd love a new truck. I would love a new house. I'd love a new whatever. And then you get that, and then what? <laughs> Oh, well, well, now your truck's old, yeah. right? Once you wait a few years and now you're like, man, I, yeah. the new 2023 model's looking dope, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like my 2012 truck is, is getting old now. <laughs> and it's like, that just goes away. Yeah. That true love and that peace in Jesus should never go away. Yeah. So you're like, it's just all things, just all rubbish, but I have Jesus and that's what matters. Yeah, that's right. Um, so what do you have that peace and what do you desire? Um, and then the second one, so one, he says, I desire to be, with Jesus in heaven. But then, but then also he's like, how will you live? Mm. So your desire is to be with him. The question we have today is how, how are you going to live for him? How are you going to live uh, loving Jesus, showing Jesus, having that fruitful life? Yeah. Right. Uh, for, for him. Yeah. The, and I think you kind of had this in some of the notes, but like, the desire to be with Jesus is good and healthy, and that should affect yeah. your right now. That mm -hmm. should affect your decision-making. That should affect the relationships that you're in. And and so you get both. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 What is like crazy, you know, you know, Paul's saying is it's not a and or. Yeah. It's a both. Like, right. I get to be with Jesus. That's going to happen one right. day. Great. But I get to live for him today, and that's great too. Yeah. 
Like don't you don't have to pick and choose, y'all. It's yeah. not a one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's even the same thing with your worldly desires, right? Like don't like pick and choose. Like you you if you want to have a fruitful life, choose Jesus, mm. and it will be. Mm-hmm. It's going to look different than maybe what your neighbor has or looks like. It's going to look different than what you have planned out in your ten year path that you wrote down 10 years ago and you're like oh this is where i want to be in 10 years where you should be in 10 years is a deeper relationship with jesus yeah and that's going to change everything yeah that's right that's going to change everything in your life yeah um so your purpose purpose in philippians as we look right in chapter one chapter one is jesus jesus (laughs) all right kind of just living that out um digging digging deeper into him Mm -hmm. Uh, um and that's gonna be it and that'll look different, but it'll be great. It will be great. Uh, your purpose is to live for Christ, not for yourself. Mm-hmm. And once we get out of the way, things usually tend to get a little bit better. That's right. And we put him first. That's it. That's it, y'all. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll have more. So we we actually have notes on our board on our next, like, dang, uh, like 10, 12 episodes. 12 22 possibly possibly 22 episodes this is crazy uh but i don't know if we're going to continue you know we haven't decided if we're going to do this series for the next three or four and then i got another one for another three or four or ten um you know we may we may skip around there may be some topical things that we want to throw in there that we like Um, i'm sure there will be uh, absolutely uh well hey make sure to like and review and subscribe and to text and to Whatever, all the things you do. Or, or you don't, don't do. do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty common. Um, but we enjoy uh, um, doing this, and we are humbled that one person listens uh, at this, and more people than one listen. So thank you so much to those that listen. And we hope that you are blessed, and we hope that uh, you have a new desire and purpose to live for Jesus. Amen. Got that. See you all next week, folks. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.